welcome to the Art of Relationships podcast. My name is Tim Yohoff. And I'm Chris Grace. And today we're going to talk about a topic that we get all the time. Uh, we teach a class of uh, roughly 230 undergrad students. It's a blast. We get a chance to do it with our wives. And uh, probably one of the biggest questions we get all the time is, hey, I, I do want to get married sometime in the future. And in light of today's, you know, divorce rate and marriages that seem to be imploding, how in the world can I make sure that I'm going to marry a person and mm. this thing's going to last a lifetime? Mm -hmm. So we decided to bring in some guests that have written about that. And so, Chris, why don't you introduce yeah, our guests? All the way from the East Coast, we have uh, Drs. Paul and Virginia Friesen. And uh, we are so glad to have you guys here with us. It's going to be awesome. to be with you. And one of the cool things that you guys have is you lead a number of ministries. You have the Home Improvement uh, Ministry. You guys speak at conferences everywhere. Um, internationally, you do talk about marriages and parenting and this, and you have an ongoing ministry with professional athletes. And so tell us a little bit about that as we get started. Well, it was about uh, 17 years ago, a uh, person came from Seattle to the Patriots and he said, where's the couple study? The chaplain was a single guy. He said, we don't have one. He said, well, you should. And he said, well, I'm single, don't know anything about marriage, but there's this couple at our church that huh. know about marriage. They speak on it. So we started that 17 years ago and uh, wow. been doing it. We just did it last night, had 30 people out, uh, some of them strong believers, some who have faith in their background, but not following right now. Others who have no faith at all, but they want to know how their marriage or their relationship uh, can be strengthened. Yeah. And as we talk what God's design is, uh, a number of them have come to faith through the back oh, door that way. That's, that's amazing. Right. Have we mentioned the team yet? No, I think you got to go ahead and tell us. What team is what, that? What, what team <laughs> is this? Well, it's the New England Patriots uh, because we live in Boston. Yeah. Okay, awkward pause. Because <laughs> we have a Bronco fan. And we have a Detroit fan, which and is pain and suffering. now we have well, Patriots. This well, is... we, we have no conflict because neither of you are petitioned oh. <laughs> to us this year. So that would be fine. And that's the Art of Relationships podcast. Yeah, good to have you guys here. One of our shor shortest shows. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what a great opportunity. No, that is guys. great. That's super. That really is good. Yeah, That's we'll awesome. probably, we'd love to hear a little bit more about that as, as we go on. And maybe we'll even have us kind of a second podcast at some point talking about mm. some of the amazing things that can happen when you work with yeah. athletes, yeah. right? And professional athletes in particular, the um, impact you guys are having there. Um, we had the Detroit Lions chaplain on here recently, and he got to spend some time visiting about that. So we might approach that. But what, what do you want to talk about? The topic was with him was uh, God and the problem of evil. And so that's what we thought the Detroit Lions Chapel. Oh, I thought it was suffering. <laughs> yes, it was. That's no, we love Detroit. We do love Detroit. Yeah, but oh my. We, we've gone through some. Hey, the Red Wings though. Detroit Red Wings. Come on. They're awesome. They're awesome. All right. Well, you guys have authored over 10 books on uh, marriage and parenting, including the focus of what we want to talk about today, which is this Before You Save the Date is the title, 21 Questions to Help You Marry with Confidence. You know, we talked about Gary Thomas in here. He wrote the book um, Sacred Marriage, and he said this book may be uh, one of the most important books you'll ever read. So tell us why you guys have written this book. Uh, and, and let's talk a little bit about it. There's talk about compatibility, uh, questions that you should ask. And, and uh, then how did you guys get to this point where you thought this was something that people needed to hear about? Hmm. Well, we've actually just passed the 40-year mark of our own marriage. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's so awesome. we are deeply passionate about marriage, about the goodness of God's design. 
And in a world that's increasingly confused about the goodness of that design, yeah. we just find that it doesn't matter where we are in the world, whether we're in Africa or Italy or the West Coast or the East Coast, everywhere people are struggling mm-hmm. with questions about marriage. How do sure. you make it work? Nobody gets married hoping to get divorced. Yeah. Mm. But we know that in all too many cases, either divorce happens mm-hmm. or deeply unmet needs and expectations mm-hmm. happen in marriage. For mm-hmm. many who even stay together and honor the covenant, they're not experiencing what they really had hoped they would experience. Mm-hmm. So we're very passionate about helping couples before mm-hmm. they walk down the aisle yeah. to deal with as many of the questions, as many of the issues as they can, mm-hmm. realizing that there are things you can never know about marriage until you're there. Mm-hmm. But we think we can do a much better job of preparation. Yeah. And I know if both of you have a doctorate. You studied this area. Uh, both of you have experienced this for over 40 years. You have children. Um, and what has happened is you guys have just seen a need. You've traveled everywhere, seen this. So we're really interested in exploring that mm-hmm. notion. What's the passion? What's the interest? What, why do this? What, what, what brought it to this point where you said, we've got to get out there? And what are we missing? What, are, what could you tell the people listening to this podcast about relationships and about finding that perfect person? Well, you know, we spend a lot of our time on the other side of the aisle with couples who are really struggling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so often they'll say, I never saw this coming, or uh, we just loved each other. We thought it would just be fine. Mm-hmm. Or I had a little niggling that that was it, but I figured once we got married, it would be fine. And mm-hmm. we even have couples who, I remember a couple that had been living together for two years. Uh, he was from another country, and they came mm-hmm. to see us. And we said, well, if you get married, where do you think you'll be living? <laughs> and they said, oh, we've never even talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I I knew them well. And I said, so you've been having sex for two years, <laughs> and you haven't even talked about where you'll live? Yeah. And it just those sorts of things prompted us that people say, oh, we're in love, yeah. but they don't yeah. talk about issues that may really challenge that love after they're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we really believe that as the marriage goes, the world goes. Yeah. There's just That's a right. huge connection yeah. between yep. the Great Commission, between yep. affecting this world for Christ, and how yep. our marriages actually are lived out. Yep. So yep. especially for those who have a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. we're deeply passionate about helping them wrestle with these mm-hmm. because God really yeah. does have great intentions for the institution of marriage, yeah, right. for it to be a change agent in this world for the good. Mm-hmm. I think there is uh, such confusion even about what this is. We were in a group and people were introducing themselves and a couple introduced themselves said, you know, we've both been baptized, we're, you know, solid Christians and... We found out they're living together, sleeping together, and yeah. th- just there wasn't even a pause in that. Yep. It was. It wasn't like we shouldn't be doing this. Yep. Just we together. both love Jesus. We both love sex. This is yeah. this is great, yeah. and we just have found that people are just biblically illiterate yeah. in much of this, and then yeah. end up doing damage rather than benefiting the relationship. So as you guys travel around, you find different parts. Um, you have ministries that have. Um, been on the East Coast, international. Where's the greatest pain and problem? Where are you finding disconnect? Is it everywhere? Is it with our young people in particular? Is it something that you're now catching? Or is this kind of cross everything in our culture in all different age groups? Where are you, where's your biggest concern? What are you finding out there? 
Well, I think it crosses all of the age groups. It's mm. fascinating to us that we have couples now who come to see us early in their marriage, which mm-hmm. is shocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we've been doing this for 40 years. And mm-hmm. it used to be we wouldn't see couples until they had been married for seven years, mm-hmm. 10 years, 12 years. Now we're getting couples within the first year of marriage, the second year of marriage, mm-hmm. who are already believing that their marriage has collapsed beyond repair. Mm-hmm. But we also have an amazing representation of those who've been married for 20 and 30 years mm-hmm. who are tired of not having their marriage be what they wanted it to be. And they've hung in there because the church says they should, because they know it's best for their kids. But now those reasons have sort of evaporated. Mm-hmm. The kids are gone and they really feel, we've either got to figure out how to be married or we're done with this mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like we're in one sense reaping the consequences of what was started, obviously from the beginning of time, but I'm going to mark it in the 60s oh, absolutely. in the States, yeah. right? The sexual revolution. That's exactly absolutely. right. The sexual yeah. revolution, the widespread availability of birth control, yeah. all of that has really impacted and I think we're reaping that. I think mm-hmm. that that's what the fields mm-hmm. are full of now. And your research is really bearing out both of your observations. We, we used to call it the seven-year itch mm-hmm. is, is what traditionally we would say. Right. Now research is showing that divorce, if it happens, is happening within the first three or four years. Yeah. And then we get the Alan Tipper Gore effect is what you're talking mm-hmm. about on the latter end is once the kids are raised and, and that project's over, now they turn back to the marriage and it's been so neglected and for good, you know, it could be even for good reasons. We, we were focusing on the kids and once we got them situated, uh, now we look back on our marriage and there's nothing left. There's nothing to build off of. So research is really bearing out both of those observations. And that's why we're so big on, and our listeners have heard this 10 million times, that premarital counseling, if it's done well, uh, can reduce the divorce rate upwards to 33%. Mm-hmm. And so the good news is that premarital counseling can really help. The bad news is, boy, there's a, a mess when it comes to premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. It could be everything from a well-intentioned pastor mm-hmm. who sits down and has one conversation with the couple, and that's sort of kind of, we're done. That's mm-hmm. premarital counseling. Uh, or they go to a conference. We put, we do marriage conferences, but, but that's not premarital counseling. Mm. It, it's systematically thinking about what the stumbling blocks could be. And that's why your mm-hmm. book, I think, is great to say, hey, here are some questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- these are going to be interesting to talk about, discuss, but to put the work in on the front end, mm-hmm. you're really going to reap the benefits uh, in the marriage. Mm-hmm. It's interesting the two times you're talking about divorce because I think the whole area of entitlement has hit both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We've raised an entitlement generation, and then you get married, and it's all about you. And mm-hmm. I think in that first year, you go, mm-hmm. this, I'm not happy. I'm, mm-hmm. It's not make, me, mm-hmm. making me happy sure. anymore. It's a selfish issue. Mm-hmm. And I think selfishness is, across the board, the number one enemy of marriages today, whether it's mm-hmm. after 35 years or after three years. Yeah. You know, uh, Paul, it feels like what we hear is that someone has a mistaken view that marriage is designed to make me happy, right? I mean, that's what it's intended to do. I I find that soulmate, I become complete or whole and happy. And of course, that's mistaken to begin with. But then if they believe that, then if they're not happy, the first thing they're going to say is, wait, this is no longer making me happy. You are either not the soulmate that I expected, right? Or something is wrong with one of us, and it's probably going to be you. And that's the whole notion Uh of selfishness, right? Mm -hmm. And it feels as if we've created a whole number of 
uh, people who believe kind of false things about relationships. And it starts from the beginning. So unpack for us some of the things that you start with. You start with some amazing questions. Let's unpack those. And so you'll do something like this. Before you begin dating, how did you spend your Saturdays? It's one of the first questions you ask. The authenticity Uh, question. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It is. That's a great one. Unpack it for us. Well, a lot of premarital material will say, uh, given a free Saturday, what would you like to do? Mm -hmm. And you say, anything as long as it's with you, dear. And you go, oh, that's just what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Such an unrealistic question, Mm -hmm. unhelpful question. Mm -hmm. A better question is, before you met me, what did you do on Saturday? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think we need to ask reflective questions more than prospective. For instance, if you have a a baseball team who's looking for a new outfielder, Mm -hmm. you don't say, no, what did you want to hit? What did you want your batting average to be? And he says, oh, I'd like it to be 500. And you go, well, that's great. That's what we're looking for. Nobody does that. You say, what was it? And he says it was 135. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think we we get caught up in this, and there are a lot of reasons for it, but we get caught up in thinking this is going to be wonderful. Mm -hmm. And as long as he says the right things or she says the right things, and I think there's so much an infatuation yeah. that we get caught up in that we don't think realistically about, mm-hmm. does he have a job, you know, how she treat her mom. And, yeah. you know, I mean, just all right. sorts of things that go on. No, but that Saturday <clears throat> question, that literally is what, the hic- our first hiccup in my marriage with Noreen. We've been married for 26 years, <laughs> so we're not quite where you guys are yet. <laughs> but we, we seriously got back from the honeymoon, and Saturday came. And Noreen grew up in a family where her dad was a Mr. Fix-It kind of guy, and home projects were just huge. And my dad worked double shifts at General Motors. So when Saturday came, he was done. I mean, he was physically worn out, emotionally worn out. He literally would sit uh, and watch two college games, and then Sunday would come, he'd watch pro games. And if you wanted to spend time with my dad, that's kind of what you did. So the first Saturday literally came... I sit down, the first college game's going to start, I plop down with my favorite snacks, and Noreen walks out with work gloves. <laughs> and she goes, uh, hey, hey, like, are you going to, like, watch that whole game? And I'm like, well, you know, there's actually another one on after this. <laughs> so that's a clash of, yeah. of family yes. values yeah. and family upbringing. Weekends, and to this day, 26 years later, weekends are my time to recover uh-huh. and recoup, uh-huh. and Noreen's watch these whole Horrible shows like, you know, um, Home Improvement, Flip This House, <laughs> The History of Grout. Oh, my gosh. So, But, but, that, but that's what Gottman says, you know, 67% of yeah. all your marital problems are perpetual because nobody's wrong or right in that situation. Uh, side note to listeners, I'm right. She's wrong. But, but so that, that's a great thing to say. Uh, how do you spend your Saturdays? Mm-hmm. And what, what's the purpose of a Saturday? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a great question for them to think about and kick around. Mm-hmm. You guys give them another question in this book. Um, and you say, tell us about the word of God question and what that mm-hmm. means and how do you guys oh, approach that. That's a good that. one. So that question is, um, is my boyfriend or girlfriend's life truly governed by God's word? And that comes early in the book because we really believe that establishing a foundational um, awareness of convictions Mm -hmm. is critically important before you really advance in a relationship. And unfortunately, you, you both know that biochemistry is working against us here because mm, the minute yeah. that infatuation or yep, that attraction yep, happens, yep. the oxytocin is being overproduced, mm-hmm. and the effect it has on us is making everything that we want to look really yeah, good and right. gloss over the things that we don't really want to see. Right. So when it comes to the Word of God, I, we had an interesting email from a young man who said, 
Uh, my girlfriend and I have been dating for several months now. I'm really committed to not having premarital sex. And so we've had this conversation. Should I be concerned that her position is, well, I don't agree with you, but I'll go along with you. Mm-hmm. He said, how should I respond to that? Huh. We thanked him for writing because we thought, "That's a, this is a thoughtful young man who wants to get it yeah, right. Yeah. We said, we see a caution flag there mm-hmm. because you're being driven by believing that God's word is authoritative mm. and that it's clear that the sexual relationship is for the covenant of marriage. And her willingness to go along with you but not agree with you yeah. indicates that she doesn't have the same yeah. view of God's word. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. huge. So I love this question, but we teach at Bible University. So the question would be met with immediately, uh, does your boyfriend care about the word of God? Does your girlfriend care about the word of God? The answer would be immediately yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but the follow-up question needs to be, and you know that how? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know the Word of God is important in this person's life? And I think those are the kind of follow-up questions uh, we need to answer is, what evidence do you have uh, that this person is committed? Right? I mean, the Mm -hmm. patriots are going to say, hey, are you committed to football? And I'll know that on what you did with your Mm offseason. And so I think we need to really press couples to say, give me me evidence. Like, how do you Mm -hmm. know your, your boyfriend cares about the Word of God and that it governs? What, what, how would you push a couple when it comes to those kind of issues? Uh-huh. It just brought to mind we were speaking in another Christian college, which I won't mention the name, and <laughs> afterwards <laughs> in, in a small group gathering at night, a girl came up after we talked about sexual purity, God's word as authority, and said, well, my boyfriend and I are having sex because he said the word fornication isn't really clear in Scripture what mm-hmm. it means. Mm-hmm. And, and you just see that He's taking down a path and using scripture actually to yeah, do it. Yeah. One of our questions is, uh, is this boy, is this girl, is this guy, is this gal taking you closer to Jesus or taking you away? Hmm. Uh, not just can you give the Sunday school answer, mm-hmm. but right. how is your physical relationship? How are, are other things that you're involved in? Yeah, one of the statements we often make is that um, behavior mm-hmm. follows belief mm-hmm. yeah. or behavior reveals belief. Yeah. So you can say an awful lot of things. Oh yeah, I really believe in God's word, et cetera. But your behavior is actually going to reveal that. Yeah, it's good. We had, uh, Noreen had a, a, I'll never forget this. We, we were on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ at, at a university and we both were working with men and women. And Noreen uh, was working with this one sharp, sharp woman who wanted to go into full-time ministry and, and married a man who had all the right answers but didn't live it out. So I'll never forget. Now she has small kids, uh, and I'm at the mall, and I take her kids so that Noreen can have a conversation with her. And now she's doing ministry part-time, and her husband has basically said, I'm not opposed to you going to church or taking the kids to church. I'm just not into that. I'm not going. And just the sound of her crying, you know, echoing in that food court, because she wants to go for it. I mean, she wants to be there and do ministry, and he's like, not against it, but not for it. Uh-huh. And that's where I think the track record. So, I, I remember in your book somewhere you said four seasons, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Explain that. I, I love that idea of four seasons. Uh-huh. Yeah, we really encourage couples to not even begin to discuss the M word 
until they've gone through four seasons. Now, that has a lot of meaning to us from New England, right? Mm, yeah. Because we actually see it's a little harder for Southern Californians to grasp because you have one season. We get that. <laughs> yeah. But basically, it's saying give yourself a whole year because within a calendar year, you're going to go through birthdays, anniversaries, mm -hmm, holidays, mm -hmm. seasons, aff seasonal affective disorder, all sorts of things. You're going to go yeah. through... Baseball season, mm -hmm. you're going to go through the World Series, the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're going to mm -hmm. get insight into each other that different parts of the year will help you identify. Mm -hmm. And when you shortcut that, I'm just telling you, mm. too many surprises lie in wait, and they're often not great surprises. Yeah, not good ones, right. I remember a young woman that I was mentoring met the guy in September. He proposed to her in January mm -hmm. in front of a large women's conference. Mm. And their wedding date was set for June. So not even a year where they would be tying the knot for life. She's in my office in March crying mm. hysterically. I said, what happened? She said, well, my birthday was last week. And I cannot believe how badly he missed. Mm. And I said, mm. Mm. well, why didn't you see that coming? Mm. And she said, well, I hadn't had a birthday yet. Mm. And nor had he. Mm. So all of my expectations were predicated on what I've grown to expect. Mm -hmm. I love birthdays. It's like mm. my day mm. of the year. Mm -hmm. And he didn't show up at all for it. Mm. That caused a huge conversation, which obviously they were both carrying family of origin mm -hmm. patterns into it. Birthdays were no big deal in his family. They were yep. a big deal. Yep. But that's one of the reasons we say give yourself a full calendar year. Go mm -hmm. through it all and see how yeah. you live life. You'll have insights yeah. that are going to serve you the rest of your life or no. that will help you avoid making a big does, mistake. Does age play a factor? So I, I like the season. I, I, personally, I, I like um, two years. I, mm -hmm. I, I, like, mm -hmm. I like to see the seasons twice, right, to go through the whole thing twice. But, but does age ever play like, – like do you look at somebody who's 19, 20, 21, and when you deal with that couple – differently than you would with somebody in their mid-20s or something like that. Is there an age that your antennas just kind of go up? I think at the younger age especially, there's no rush to get married. Right. That's Where's one the fire? thing. Yeah. But then we're, you're still changing, and and I think it just it's great to take a little extra time. I think somebody in their 30s, and it may be a little less, they know who they are, they're mm -hmm. sure, sure of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But even in your comment, Tim, uh, about your wife and the gal she was talking to, we remember a couple, a woman said, when I go to church, my boyfriend goes with me. But when I'm traveling, oh, he okay. doesn't go to church. Yeah. Should I be concerned? Mm -hmm. And we said, yeah. yeah because, right. But you don't see that unless you're That's right. over a long period right. of time. Mm -hmm. The only time he comes to Bible study is when I'm there, yep. that sort of yep. thing. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me ask uh, an, uh, another question. One time uh, back in college, I remember... Um, deciding that for me, it was more important to look on the inside of a person. And so there was a very nice, godly young woman. And I, for me, I was thinking to myself, this will be very important to uh, make sure that I'm basing this attraction and my interest on somebody who really had this inside is there. They're, they're sweet. They're kind of godly. But I'll be honest with you, there wasn't a whole lot of physical attraction mm. at the time. And it didn't last long. I thought I was doing the right thing. So one of the questions you guys ask at some point is there, should attraction play a part in this decision? What do you think? Get people ask that all the time. This is a great person. 
but there's just not really a much of a spark there. So, Oh, anyway. absolutely. In the book, we talk about f- four Cs, uh, convictions, character, compatibility, and chemistry. Mm-hmm. Most people get into relationship through chemistry. Yeah. Uh, she's good looking. He is. Mm-hmm. They hit it off, relation and, and physical involvement. And they're compatible. They both like rock climbing. But that's about as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. We want to go the other way and mm-hmm. say it starts with convictions, yeah. then to character, yeah. compatibility. But chemistry is important. Yeah. Don't walk down the aisle without it if you don't yeah. have it. Yeah. My dad said it's what's on the inside that counts. And I thought that meant I'm going to marry somebody who's godly but ugly. No. <laughs> because it just I couldn't conceive that God would give yeah. me somebody yeah. who's beautiful yeah. on the outside and the inside. Yeah. But you can't read Song of Solomon without saying God actually believes that yeah. this whole romance thing is good. Uh, but certainly in the whole area of chemistry, how are you yep. garnering that area? That's right. Yeah. And the movie, the problem with Hollywood is that chemistry skews the whole list. Exactly. It, it's so powerful and so all-consuming. Mm-hmm. And that opposites, uh, it doesn't matter if you're completely opposite that love really does take care of those mm-hmm. differences and it gets skewed mm-hmm. in the physical intimacy skews mm-hmm. it in so many different ways mm-hmm. uh, but hey I, I love that the chemistry is important I mean my wife was so attracted to me I finally had to say to her hello <laughs> I have a mind hello I'm not sure why Virginia is laughing right now I'm not <laughs> sure why she's laughing um, hey listen you've got 21 questions we have covered a grand total of uh, maybe three two <laughs> three so <laughs> Why don't we uh, have you back and let's do another on uh, cover some more of these questions. They're great questions. Our guests today have been doctors, Paul and Virginia Friesen, authors of the book, Before You Save the Date, 21 Questions to Help You Marry with Confidence. And you're right, Tim, we haven't really gotten to all the questions. Let's do it again. But here's an offer we'd like to make. If you would like to own a copy of the book, we'd love to send you one as our gift. Um, just send in a donation of $10 or more, and you can request a copy on our website, cmr.biola.edu. One more time, CMR, Center for Marriage and Relationships, cmr.biola.edu. Send in a donation of $10 or more, and we will send you this amazing book. Paul and Virginia, you guys are great friends. It's been a pleasure to have you on our podcast today, and thank you for being here. Go Lions. (laughs) (laughs) So, and to our listeners today, as always, remember there's a lot of resources available for you. Check out our website, same place, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time on The Art of Relationships. Tim, thanks for being here. Hey, great to have you guys. Thank Thank you you so so much. much.